Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time, 20-year breast cancer survivor. I'm also a professional speaker, a published author of The Hat That Saved My Life, and I'm so excited to be here today. Absolutely. Me too. And I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 23-year survivor. I'm also a certified life coach and the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. We're also the co-founders of Breast Friends. You know, and I want to start out by apologizing for my voice. I have been battling a really bad cold since I came back from Boston. And this is really bad because one of my bucket list ideas, and Sharon, you know this, was to always sing lead with the band. And I've been in bands kind of off and on for the last few years. And I just joined a new one in August. And they've been together for several years, but I joined them as their new lead singer. And we have our debut tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh, no. Like, ah. So I'm really, <laughs> really hoping that I can get past all of this today. So if I if I mute myself, you'll know why. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're probably coughing, I bet. <laughs> well, yeah, we put have some honey in that tea. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually am drinking some airborne right now. I'll send her a bill for the plug later. Uh, <laughs> but we have a really, really exciting show today. You know, as a three-time survivor, this is something that I have faced so many times and you know we know that breast cancer treatments are changing all the time and our guests today are Sharon Purcell and Dr. Michael Roboto of Concure Oncology and they're going to be sharing with us a new treatment for breast cancer called breast micro seed treatment so exciting I cannot wait to hear more good morning Sharon and Dr. Roboto thanks for being here good morning good morning it's great to be here no thanks So, Sharon, can I start with you and ask you to tell our listeners a little about your company and about your role in the company? Well, you bet. No problem. And I love that you ladies use the word exciting and excited because that's the way we feel about it. I mean, we are so excited that we are introducing this new breast cancer treatment to women in um, the United States. So I head up brand and marketing for Concure Oncology. And Concure Oncology is a medical device and services company that partners with major medical centers and um, breast cancer centers of excellence to offer our treatment to women with early stage breast cancer. And, you know, I'm happy to um, say a little bit more about the treatment, but first, I, I know your listeners are very familiar with all of the statistics, but I think there are some statistics that I want to remind your listeners of before I talk about it because it's important. So we all know that breast cancer, unfortunately, is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in women, and one in eight women will be diagnosed in their lifetime. But there's hope because 85% will be diagnosed at an early stage, and That's increasing survival rates and essentially making early-stage breast cancer curable with early detection. And that's really important because our treatment is for early stage. It's called breast microseed treatment, and it's a post-lumpectomy radiation treatment um, for women, again, with early-stage breast cancer, and it's administered in a single outpatient procedure. It's lasts about an hour, so it's one time and one hour. 
And that, that really excites us because women now have a kinder, gentler option that allows them to get back to living their normal lives the very next day. I mean, they leave the, the hospital the same day uh, following treatment, and they get back to their normal routines, and that makes this treatment, you know, a quicker return to health becomes possible. So that they can is put so, behind them quickly. That yeah. is so important. You know, I, in my three battles, I've gone through radiation treatment for two of those. And it's, you know, now mine wasn't caught early, so I'm not your ideal candidate for this. But what a wonderful option to have that. Before we go any further into talking about the actual procedure, which we'd like to get into with great detail, um, but Dr. Roboto, could you please tell us a little bit about your background and your role with Concure? Sure. Um, first of all, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to bring this information to women uh, with early stage breast cancer and women in general who uh, need to be aware of how important a treatment modality breast microseed is. Uh, I am a physician uh, who is board certified in uh, general surgery, and I've spent most of my career uh, treating patients with breast cancer and uh, requiring uh, reconstructive surgery. Uh, I um, have been involved in a lot of aspects of the treatment of women with breast cancer, uh, beginning with the uh, uh, radical mastectomies and up through breast microseed treatment. So I'm, uh, I'm delighted to be a part of, uh, of this team and excited uh, to be able to communicate with all of your listeners today um, how important a breakthrough I think this is. Well, and that's so exciting because you've really seen from the olden days where they literally, you know, that radical mastectomy was pretty tough on most women. And then to this way less invasive kind of a, a way of treating it. So that's fabulous. I just wanted to, to clarify one thing before we move on, Sharon and Dr. Roboto. What, in your estimation, is considered early stage that relates to this microseed uh, procedure? Well, would I like would to- say that, uh, first of all, I want to echo what Sharon said earlier about early detection. And that is, in my opinion, driving the ability of patients to become diagnosed um, at an early stage. And when we talk about early stage, um, there are two very common forms of cancer, uh, DCIS and IDC, uh, which is uh, usually uh, early stage and, and detectable on mammograms. Right. And uh, when, you, when you deal with early stage, you mean a, a tumor that is relatively small in size. Okay. Typically, there are no uh, lymph nodes uh, that uh, have uh, metastasized, and there, uh, there are no other items that would requ- require someone to have more extensive treatment. And that okay, currently, uh, represents about 85% of patients with breast cancer. Wow, that's great. So, so is that primarily like stage one and stage two then? Or yes, ma'am. Is- Okay. okay. Great. All right. Great, great. Good. Okay. Um, so I know this is a really exciting thing. So, Sharon, why don't you tell us tell us more about this this procedure and what it is and 
you know, because this is this is really new, cutting edge. It seems like, and well, yeah, this is something and, that um, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about yet. Well, and to tack and to tack on to uh, what we've just been talking about, th- this really is the latest in the evolution of post lumpectomy breast cancer radiation. We have come so far. I mean, w- when you look at external beam radiation, it can require anywhere from 30 to 40 high-dose rate radiation sessions, five days a week, up to eight weeks. And then mm-hmm. we uh, made some strides and came up with a shortened course of external radiation, which is called hypofractionated um, beam, external beam, that's down to 16 sessions. Then 10 sessions for catheter-based um, brachytherapy, where a a high-dose rate radiation source is inserted and then removed twice a day for five days. But, unfortunately, um, women, the catheter, in, in catheter-based radiation, uh, the catheter must remain in the breast for the course of treatment. So women are not um, able to shower. And if they uh. don't live <laughs> close to the clinic, it's horribly inconvenient because they have to go twice a day, back and forth twice right. a day. So oh, man. now we've reached a post-lumpectomy form of radiation that only requires one session, one trip to the hospital. And so breast microseed treatment uses a... It's a proven form of radiation that has been successfully treating prostate cancer for 30 years, and we're now applying it to breast cancer. It's, it's called brachytherapy. That's the technical ter- term, but women might be familiar with seed therapy, and mm-hmm. I've heard that's that. what we use. Breast microseed treatment involves the permanent implantation of these tiny, low-dose rate radiation sources called seeds. And it treats cancer from the inside out. That's amazing. Wow. So they've been using this in prostate cancer for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And they're just now getting around to using it for breast cancers. <laughs> that's amazing to me. Yeah, well, we, I'm we not sure what a, that a says. Whole show about that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that what message that's sending, but wow. Who but knew? I'm so glad it's here now. <laughs> me well, too. Well, one you know of the something? things that one one of the things your audience might be interested in is uh, Dr. Pignol, who was a, a, one of the original uh, radiation oncologists in Europe. Uh, that began thinking about the use of breast microseed was that he saw the toll that it took on women having external beam therapy for 25 to 35 treatments and the inconvenience to their patient and the the absolute uh, essential uh, damage that can be done to the entire breast during uh, the course of treatment. And so because he was involved heavily in the use of um, seeds for prostate cancer, uh, his idea was that it, it certainly is something whose time has come, and it seems logical that you would want to utilize a proven safe method of insertion into the breast area in order to provide radiation in a one-time, uh, one-hour procedure. So that's wow. actually how this got started from someone who has seen early on uh, thousands of patients that have been treated with external beam therapy. So can I ask another question? Is this, do you guys see this as something that maybe down the road they would be able to change it up a little bit so that it would be effective for a later stage cancer patient? Or is it always going to be just focused on early stage? I would say that uh, currently we don't have any plans to extend that 
but there have been uh, other studies done uh, elsewhere that have demonstrated an ability in terms of the age of the patient and also even patients with uh, some um, uh, lymph node involvement in an early stage, but with all the other factors being uh, acceptable, uh, it is possible that uh, we would move uh, to a expansion of the patients that would be candidates. But at the current time, uh, uh, we know that this technique is proven. The clinical trials have been outstanding. Uh, and the recurrence rate is about 1%. So oh, it, that's uh, it, wow. is, it is equal to, if not better than, all the other radiation treatments that are out there with a fraction of the inconvenience and the side effects. So for us, uh, we believe extremely that we need to be at the upper level of uh, uh, quality enhancement, and we do not want to extend this until we have begun treating lots of women in the United States, which we intend to do in the very near future. So when you say 1% uh, recurrence rate, is that over what period of time? Over five years. Over five years, And the 10-year studies have been completed as well, uh, uh, but not published, and they show similar recurrence. So this is a huge factor with a 98% five-year and ten-year survival rates. So I think it's important uh, that we recognize that we have a treatment that has gone through rigid clinical trials and has been proven to be safe and effective with an extremely low recurrence rate. Yeah, and it's so interesting to me because I remember going to a conference several years ago and hearing all about the um, uh, the uh, shortened the four-week uh, radiation treatments, and yet when the I'm talking to patients on a regular basis, they're still all pretty much getting the 30 to 35, mm-hmm. um, and and so I'm thinking, okay, where's this protocol changing? You know, even though there is, uh, you know, great research that came out of Canada and I think Europe about, you know, the, the shorter duration. So I'm just excited that maybe we'll just go right from the 35 days to right to this one day. That's right. I think that's, that's amazing. About it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, for some of, reason, one of, we're, the things, one of the things that uh, is interesting about that uh, is the degree to which physicians uh, are slow to change uh, their use of procedures. And it's one of the strategic uh, inflection points at Concure that we intend to do, and that is to bring awareness to women themselves and community awareness so that uh, when, when women with early-stage breast cancer go in to visit uh, a breast surgeon or a radiation oncologist, they already have information, and they know that this is a safe, effective a proven method of treatment, and they can begin to push back on other treatment options that would be significantly uh, uh, more involved and with more complications and side effects. Right, right. Wow. That makes you guys, sense. We have about three, two to three minutes before our first break, but I know Sharon had some more questions for you, um, so we can maybe try to get through a couple more before we go out to break. Absolutely. We've got so much to talk about. We're going to oh, run out of do. time. Oh, we do, and this is very exciting, and I'm yeah. really happy that we can bring this to our listeners. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about the actual logistics of the procedure itself. So, so I'm a candidate for this particular kind of of uh, uh, micro seed 
treatment. And so what would happen? I'd go in and what happens? So you, you do go in. So you've, you've already had to be eligible for uh, breast microseed treatment. You need to, this is really part of breast conserving therapy. So breast conserving therapy consists of a lumpectomy, which removes the tumor and a rim of surrounding tissue followed by some form of radiation. So breast microseed treatment is that form of radiation. It's low dose rate radiation. And the woman, the patient will have had a lumpectomy and six to uh, 12 weeks later, she'll come in and have breast microseed treatment. And during the procedure, uh, the seeds are inserted into the breast uh, with a needle and the seeds remain in place. They are tiny seeds, smaller in size than a grain of rice. They look like a little tiny, you know, mechanical pencil lead, like a 0.5 mechanical pencil. Oh, wow. And um, the the seeds are deposited into the breast with the needle. The seeds are encapsulated in titanium, which is a very biofriendly material that's commonly used in, in surgeries and and other medical procedures, and the seeds remain in place and deliver the treatment slowly over 90 days. Now, about 95% of that treatment is delivered over the first 60 days, and then at the 90-day mark, the seeds become inert or inactive, and they remain in the breast, and the patient cannot feel them. She, um, even if um, the, the tumor was relatively close to the skin surface, uh, it's not detectable, and it's detectable in a mammogram, but mammograms, uh, with the re- patients have reported that mammograms are no more uncomfortable with uh, following breast microseed treatment than they are normally. Oh, we God, all, I like all just that. love yeah. a mammogram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like They're... the princess and the pea. You lay on the mattress, you can't feel the pea. So I guess it's kind of the same thing. Listen, we're, <laughs> we have to go out on a break. So there is much more to talk about on this subject. So we'll pick it up on the other side. So I just wanted to encourage everyone, please stay with us because this is going to get really exciting. And don't don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states, giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. 
To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about breast microseed treatment for treatment of early stage breast cancers with Sharon Purcell and Dr. Michael Roboto of Concur Oncology. So before the break, we were talking about um, how this affects a mammogram and all that. And you can actually see it on a mammogram. That I found that fascinating. So let's talk a little bit more about those seeds. They intrigue me. So describe them for us, Sharon, and how many are used in this kind of procedure? You bet. So before we went to break, I mentioned that they're, they're really tiny. They're smaller in size than a grain of rice. And they are encapsulated in that biofriendly material called titanium. And <laughs> on average, about 75 seeds are inserted into the breast. Okay. And, you know, that sounds like a lot, but when you think about breast tissue and you think about how tiny these are, um, it, it, it's really not. And, and obviously, if a woman can't feel them, it's not a lot. And yeah. we get asked all the time, how do you keep them from floating around? You know, how do you keep yeah. them stabilized? <laughs> I know? was thinking so, that too, yeah. So, so that they're stable inside the breast, they're delivered in strands. So each strand has about three to five seeds in it, and those seeds are held together in another type of bioabsorbable material, and the strands hold those seeds in place during the duration of treatment. So that, that material that's connecting the seeds, um, it breaks down and is safely absorbed into the body. Okay, that oh, makes sense. So if... Since it's a form of radiation, um, do these seeds present any risk to children, pets, or other adults? Or That's a good question. And, um, you know, research on radiation safety has established that there's not any risk to surrounding loved ones. However, as an extra precaution and for additional peace of mind, we provide patients with a uh, protective shield that they can wear inside their bra next to the area that was treated during the course of um, treatment. So that's really oh, that's a, an extra precaution and gives women a peace, peace of mind that they're not exposed yeah. to anyone. I can, I can see where that would be very, very helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. So is this microseed treatment covered by insurance? Is that something that it's, it's a protocol that we can consider covered by regular insurance? Yes, of course, that's the big question on everybody's mind. And, you know, the good news is because seed therapy um, has been around for decades, you know, treating uh, prostate cancer, all the procedure reimbursement codes are already in place. And, you know, we're so pleased to say that um, all the procedure codes for breast microseed treatment have been verified and um, the largest insurer in the country has already approved it for reimbursement. So it is covered by insurance and Medicare. Perfect. I love that. Okay. And Becky, you had some talking points too you wanted to go over. Um, Yeah, we do. I, you know, I really wanted to kind of talk a little bit more with Dr. Roboto and, you know, tell, can you tell us a little bit more about how you got involved in all of this and what your perspective is on this treatment for patients? I mean, this is such a 
big change. So why don't you give us your perspective on it and a little bit about oh, your I'd background? Oh. Well, first of all, I was contacted by Sandra Roam, who who is the CEO of Concure Oncology, and a uh, friend of mine uh, that I've known for a number of years. And uh, she uh, knew about my career and my work with breast cancer. And so she called me one day and she said, I've got something that you can't refuse to get involved with. <laughs> I love that. Right out of the Godfather, I'm thinking. And I said, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll have to see. But uh, I, I think the, the first thing that attracted me to Concure was uh, my involvement over many years in treating patients with breast cancer. And as I mentioned earlier, and you alluded to it, uh, the radical mastectomy I was involved with, and it, it it occurred to me, much as it occurred to Dr. Pignol, that this was a brutal form of treatment and there had to be a better way. And so with the reality and the experience of breast cancer and reconstruction and radiation, uh, along with uh, some healthcare experiences I've had as an entrepreneur and a healthcare executive, uh, it put all of the experiences that I've had during my career uh, all in one company. And so... I was very excited to hope that I could, in a small way, make a huge difference for women with early-stage breast cancer. And so it really became a passion of mine. And when I looked at the technology and I looked at the clinical trials and all of the aspects of the procedure and how simple it was and how it avoided for women many of the fallbacks that they've been subjected to uh, with external beam and the use of the catheter, it just became something I couldn't refuse to get involved with. And so I'm, I'm really pleased. And, and the other thing that I would say is that the executive team and, and the management and operations team at Concure is some of the best and brightest people that I've ever had a pleasure to be associated with. And so it just gives me great optimism that we will be incredibly successful in making uh, – breast micro-seed treatment, a treatment of choice for women with early-stage breast cancer. Oh, I'm excited to hear that, yes. You just said something that really just kind of opened up a thought in my head, and I just want to ask you about this. One of the the biggest uh, complaints and, and issues around, you know, for women to make that big decision to get radiation is the impact on um, the reconstructive situation. You know, it's really hard to have your breasts reconstructed once they've been radiated like that. You know, it just changes everything. And I had implants after my first go around, but it was tough, you know, and I it was really hard to get that that pressure out because it was holding me in and all this stuff. So does does this microseed treatment, does it have that same impact or can can you have reconstruction easily after the fact? How how does that work? I, yeah, I'm cu- well, really curious about that. Well, you know, you, you've asked an excellent question, and I would first of all start with the reconstruction. Uh, I totally uh, agree with what your experience is in trying to do reconstruction after external beam or more advanced forms of radiation. And because there is such damage to the breast tissue, uh, there is a reaction when you try to put in something like a breast implant. And so the ability to create hardness and irregularities and and sometimes discomfort uh, is not uncommon in people having reconstruction. And so if you were to compare the radical mastectomy that I spoke about earlier 
uh, with the external beam with the numbers of treatments and, and the whole breast being irradiated. And then you compare that to breast microseed where it's a very simple procedure, uh, minimally invasive. It's done on an outpatient basis and one hour and one time, and people resume, resume normal activities the next day. The great news is it does not create a damage to the internal parenchyma of the breast, and so there is usually no need for uh, breast implants or reconstruction at all. So that's another oh, huge okay. advantage of yeah. breast microseed uh, treatment. I love that. It avoids many that. of the other complications and um, treatment plans that are required for women who have other forms of radiation. Okay. Yeah, wow. but, but if you do have a recurrence, for instance, in Becky's case, she did have a recurrence, opted to have a double mastectomy at that point after, what, nine years before you had had the radiation. Um, if you had had this, would would she be able, would that muscle still be able to stretch out like it did not <laughs> with, with well, your other? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I mean, the, the reality is that the uh, breast microseed treatment places palladium seeds at the site of the lumpectomy. So it does not go through the entire breast, and it does not uh-huh. get down to the muscle area. So there is absolutely no issue were there to be a requirement for additional treatment and some form of reconstruction that could easily be done and not affected at all by having breast microseed treatment. Oh, that's fabulous. That, so that there's will make one a other, yeah, yeah, it will. And there's one other side effect, it seems, from, you know, from traditional radiation treatment. And I still deal with this every day pretty much. You know, there you get this deep chest pain that, um, I forget what they call them, myofacial whatever, whatever, <laughs> causes everything to kind of stick together. And so even though it's been years since I've had radiation, I still have this deep chest pain that I've been told comes from a side effect of traditional radiation. Is that something that you experience with the with the microseed treatment? Well, if I could uh, take that one, uh, you know, women report a 98% satisfaction with breast wow. microseed treatment because compared to other forms of post-lumpectomy radiation, side effects are very mild and, and less frequent. The only side effects that um, have been reported really are just um, little pinprick marks, like from uh, the needles being inserted to deposit the seeds. Okay. And, um, you know, anytime you have a pinprick, it's possible that you have may have a tiny little bruise, but both of those go away in 10 to 14 days. And women report... satisfaction with the procedure and a 97% good to excellent cosmesis, meaning they are really pleased with the appearance of their breast following breast microsy treatment. And that's that's huge. That's something that people don't talk about openly, but we know what that does for a woman psychologically. And so it's, you know, it's not only is she not going to have that kind of pain, that deep pain that you were describing from your other Mm -hmm. treatments, but she's not going to have cosmetic damage. I know that um, the patient that we're going to talk to momentarily uh, is excited about this this very subject. So make sure you ask her about that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the other thing that I would add to what Sharon has said is, Uh, One of the other differentiating factors with external beam uh, radiation is it does produce a 
a very increased scatter dosage of radiation throughout the internal organs. So there's much more of a effect throughout the body uh, and, uh, as compared to breast microseed treatment. So another uh, excellent reason to have this treatment if you're a candidate. So did we lose you? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, Hello? well, we'll carry. Oh, oh there you go. are. Okay, we lost you for a second there. Oh. Um, <laughs> so you, you were talking and then you just cut off mid-sentence. So can you finish maybe that last sentence you were you were talking about? Yes, I, I don't know how much uh, you didn't hear, but uh, what I was talking about is the amount of um, scattered dosage to the internal organs created by uh, other forms of radiation, which uh, happens in a much smaller amount with respect to breast microseed treatment. So yet another reason to consider this treatment if you're an appropriate candidate. That's great. So I have to say this, and, and we haven't really talked about this before, um, but one treatment versus 35 treatments for a clinic sounds like a big disparity on how much this is going to cost. Sharon, you and I think alike. I was just wondering the exact same thing. I mean, I know it's covered by insurance, but with but, all the co-pays going up, and it's like, ah. Well, and, so. and to me, for for a um, for a hospital, this is going to actually be less money, I would think, coming into their pockets. Um, can we kind of address that <laughs> little elephant? Well, you can look at that a couple of different ways. First of all, you know, the in the healthcare community, you hear a lot about the triple aim, and that's that what we've got to do to fix healthcare in this country is to provide better patient experience and better patient outcomes at lower cost. And so everyone's right. driving toward that, and breast microseed treatment simultaneously delivers on those three very difficult-to-achieve aims of, of healthcare. But if, if a, a facility, a hospital, can, because this is a one-hour procedure, now, you've got, of course, on either side of the procedure, you've got the prep time and then the recovery time, but the physician can perform more of these per day than oh, an external true. beam or a, another type of, of treatment. So it really is um, an attra- it's also an attractant because women are going to drive this, and when women find out that this treatment exists and that she could get in and have her procedure and get on with her life the next day, they're going to come asking for breast microseed treatment by name. And they, their eligibility will be evaluated and assessed. And, you know, if they are eligible, awesome. They will have their treatment there. But if they're not, they're going to stay at that hospital. They're going to stay at that hospital for another form of treatment. So it really is uh, creates a net gain of patients to the facility. Okay. Because good. it is that's, an attractive yeah. um, type of um, treatment. The, the other aspect of Concure that I'm really thrilled about is the strategic objective of how we make sure that women know about this procedure. Um, even though we are working with physicians and institutions throughout the United States to make this available in the near future for many, many patients, we also believe that spending some of our capital investment and creating a situation in which we can uh, do programs like this and create blogs and social media and speak to women in the communities so that they are aware of this and they have a choices before they go in or, and are told they need to have 
other forms of radiation that are much more involved and create more inconvenience for them. So that's a really uh, great thing that I think we're working on, and we're already seeing the benefits of women learning about it through some of the uh, media outlet programs that we're doing and are requesting to have this procedure done. And we anticipate having much more of this uh, work to do so that we can make this available to all women who at least have the option. That's yeah, wonderful. I can see the the patients actually driving this. That what that makes yep. complete sense to me. It so. really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we do have to go out to break here in, in just a minute, but I do have one question I want to ask you before we go out to break. And that is, I mean, you guys are with Concure Oncology. Are you the only people doing this? Or can they go elsewhere to get the same treatment? How do, How does that work? We are the only company that is doing this. Um, however, mm-hmm. we are the, the device and services uh, company. We partner with the institutions to provide this uh, treatment to women. Okay. And so we, the, the first cancer center in the country to offer it is Swedish Cancer Institute in Seattle. Um, oh, but okay. we are rolling out um, across the nation because our mission is to to ease the burden of women facing early stage breast cancer and to make this available to every woman no matter where she lives. So we want to roll this out and partner with cancer centers in regional areas so that women can, if there's not one located in their city, at least in their region, they could drive or fly to have treatment because if you think about it, it's Today. It's one time. Yeah. It's one hour. Yeah, so exactly. you guys, you know, you're you're in Portland. You can yeah. absolutely drive three hours and have treatment, leave that that afternoon and you'll be back in, in your life and your cancer will be in your rearview mirror at that point. Yeah, I that can is see yeah, just as amazing. people as doing that a lot. Right. Yeah, that's follow follow up to what Sharon was saying. We're we're working to open up sites in uh, Pittsburgh Atlanta, uh, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, and uh, Utah. So we will very quickly begin to have a footplate across the United States, and uh, we have a, uh, a hotline, if you will, uh, in which people and patients can call in seeking information about treatment and how that could become available. So in the very near future, we hope to have multiple institutions up simultaneously, and as more and more people hear about it, uh, they become more interested. Uh, Sharon and I were in a conference in uh, Chicago, and uh, Dr. Juanita Crook presented a clinical study presentation to a group of physicians, and we had some 15 people come up to us and say, I want to know more about it. So the word is getting out. It's just beginning in the United States, and we're delighted that you've given us so much time to talk about such an important topic for women. Yeah, well, we're, we're, not, we're not done yet, so um, we are going to take right. a short break. <laughs> um, but we do have a, a guest caller on the line with us, so when we come back from break, you're going to actually hear from a patient who had this treatment. And if you have any questions for her specifically, please give us a call at 866-472-5792. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. 
Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to our program. We've been talking about breast microseed treatment for treatment of early stage breast cancer with Sharon Purcell and Dr. Michael Roboto of Concur Oncology. So let's kind of pick up. We, we were going to bring on a caller, aren't we? We do. We've got Betty on the line, and Betty has been through this treatment from my understanding. Hello, Betty. Thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. Well, hello, everyone. Well, thank you. I am honored honored and excited to be here with you. Cool. Well, listen, before we go right into the treatment and how you receive that, this is kind of our shortest segment, though, so I'm going to encourage you to talk fast. <laughs> can, you, can you first tell us, like, how did you learn you had breast cancer and what were your initial thoughts on all of that? I, it was my regular, um, my regular screening. And, um, and so uh, they called me and said I had to come back for a second one. And on that second one, I knew right away because, um, you know, there was just a lot of looking and clicking and, and people, um, and you know what I mean? And they pulled me aside yeah, and said, oh, this looks suspicious, went for the, um, the core biopsy, and that's when I, then they called me uh, really right away and, um, and found out. And it was that holy crap moment, you know, <laughs> on the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's how I found We out. know that but, moment. Yeah. We yeah, do exactly. know that moment. But were you worried about how treatment would impact your current lifestyle? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. We all kind of do. Absolutely. Yeah. My, uh, my first husband died 20 years ago of cancer. And so we went through all the, um, you know, r- radiation, chemo. And it was a good year of, of everything. So oh, yeah. I had a little bit of experience with that and was like, okay, I'm in for a ride here. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So did you find yourself wanting to do research on your own to kind of see what was out there? How did that go? Absolutely. Um, people were saying, don't go on the internet. And I went, are you yep. kidding? I walked away. It's like, yeah, right. You know? And so, um, yeah, I, and I looked a lot. And, uh, but it wasn't until um, I went to my surgeon and Karen Jean, can I say names? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my surgeon, Karen Jean Hendershot of the Swedish Cancer Institute. She was fabulous. She took so much time. She was the one that introduced me to the microseeds. Okay, good. Okay. And because I'm assuming you live in Seattle area, so it was convenient for you, right? It was very convenient. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it, um, it, uh, well, and my insurance, this, and it was kind of the insurance driven too, is that um, my insurance, uh, you know, provided with these, this institute too. So. Perfect. Perfect. So Mm -hmm. um, had you, um, you, you mentioned you had gone through your husband's cancer with him. So right. um, how, I mean, did he go through uh, radiation yes. as well then? He went through a lot of radiation. So I saw oh. the side effects um, and, uh, you know, the burns and the rawness. And, um, and you know, that I, I heard I had to have it, but it's like, okay, if I have to have it, I have to have it. I'm going to have to go through this stuff. Uh, right. But then when I heard, uh, which scared me, of course. Of course, but, of course. Um, yeah, but when I heard about the micro seed, and it was like, oh, my gosh, I can cut the time. It can be convenient for my life. The main thing for me was, okay, well, what are the stats? And um, is it just as good? And I found out that, um, yes. You know, with less um, problems on the side, less invasive. And I was like, oh, my gosh, of course, of course I want this. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, it sounds uh, like that's a no-brainer to me as well, I can imagine. Right. And I don't know if you said, but what stage were you at when you were were diagnosed? I was uh, very beginning stages. Very early, okay. Yeah, very early, Mm mm-hmm. And you said your doctor actually reached out to you to tell you about this treatment? Yes, exactly. That's wonderful. That's great. That's that's part of why we need to get more people knowing about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so just like like Sharon described, it was like you go in and they insert these little seeds and Mm -hmm. you leave an hour or so later and you're good to go. Is Is that what... That was your experience, huh? That was exactly my experience. And um, they were so professional and so precise. And, uh, uh, yeah, Stephen Ulau did the operation for me. He was fabulous again, very compassionate, both of them. And, yeah, it was so easy. And all I had to do was take um, aspirin. And I was was ready to go to work that afternoon. I could have, but I didn't. But wow. um, I have been going the whole time. I have not had any side effects at all, and it's been fabulous for me. It's been fabulous. So basically, well, they said just take an aspirin and call me in the morning. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they did <laughs> so, yeah they, exactly. I know. Yeah, and they did follow up. You know, <laughs> but well, um, and but I talk to women like. all the time who are going through their, you know, the the traditional radiation kinds yes. of things, and um, it is it really can be debilitating that fatigue visit yes. because it seems like your body is just going through this repair mode. Right. For for Constantly. months afterward, yeah. and yeah, uh, exactly. and 
and the fatigue is so bad. So you didn't really even feel fatigued after this, it doesn't sound like. I didn't feel fatigue at all. Not, okay. not at all. I was going all the time, and my friends were like, oh, my gosh, Betty, did you really have radiation? I went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Betty, how long ago was that for you that you went through all of this? This was in September. September, so just wow. a couple months ago. Yeah. And are, yeah. you, mm-hmm. are you feeling any side effects now? Do you have anything going on that's lingering? or? No, the only, the only thing is that my breast where they put the micro seeds in is, are, uh-huh. is a little bit darker um, in color, and I have maybe a penny size, um, uh, like it's it's peeling a little bit. But okay. other than that, I mean, gosh, I, I feel awesome. I haven't been tired. Um, I haven't been cranky. You know? So yeah, I feel blessed. I truly feel blessed that I was accepted to the program and and yeah. had this. Yeah. So, so did they tell you if that um, if that dark spot and any of that would go away over time, or is it just going to kind of be there now? Uh, you know, I don't know um, 100%. I didn't know it was there until the doctor pointed it out. I was like, oh, oh. you know, it's so <laughs> minimal. I, could, I didn't, I think oh. they were looking for okay. it maybe, but yeah, it was yeah. Very oh, that is that is amazing because you know I don't know if you heard the first part of our show, but I've I'm a three time survivor and I've been through exactly. radiation standard radiation treatments for two of wow. those three times and wow, boy, I'll tell you I had a lot more than just a little brown spot. You know, mine mine burnt and I got got yes. kind of crispy critter fried. You know, oh, um, well, and it takes and a long time for it to go away. Sometimes, you know, wow. And right. I was talking to a to a patient just the other day who had to have some other sort of surgery um, after the fact, several years after her radiation, her traditional radiation. Yes. And she's having a hard time having that piece heal. And she's had to go to, uh, what is it, hyperbaric chamber and, you know, do these really special, I'm, very, I'm sure, very expensive treatments to get her skin to heal. That's what and I've heard. And so... That yeah. probably eliminates that sort of problem post-radiation as well. Am I that's, correct on that, Sharon? That's, um, that's what I understand, too. Okay, good. Did we lose Sharon? That's no, right. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Just want to make you know, sure we, you still were with us, honey. <laughs> we have Sharon Henson okay. and Sharon Purcell, and sometimes I have to be on top of things uh-huh. to know who you're asking. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. So I, I was just asking is that, that um, uh, just your skin healing from other types of surgeries might, uh, it might eliminate that problem later on too. So, so anyway, yeah. Well, I, I think I can uh, perhaps add something to it. Uh, I think what... Uh, <clears throat> What Betty is describing is what we see a lot with uh, comparatives between breast microseed and external beam. Uh, and the degree of uh, uh, radiation in the entire breast is significant. And if, in fact, you have to have other treatment options in the future, it makes the healing and the recovery of that much worse. Just as patients who have um, mam- mammography after external beam uh, they experience a lot more discomfort uh, uh, than they do with uh, uh, having breast microseed treatment. So, and as far as the uh, discoloration that you mentioned and the peeling, I mean that is very temporary, and all of that will go away completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That makes sense. That makes well, you sense. know, we are oh. just about out of time. And Betty, I, I hate to even have to cut you off, but we are down to the last couple of minutes. And sure. I, I want to ask you a couple quick questions. One, um, what would you tell other women facing this diagnosis? Should they do this? Uh, should they talk uh, to their doctor? What absolutely. Do? Be your own advocate. Ask for it. Okay. Um, and then go from there. But they definitely be your own advocate. Awesome. And then also for Sharon and Dr. Roboto, how can our listeners find out more about this procedure? And I, I need well, the nutshell answer here. <laughs> we would be delighted to take a call from um, okay. a prospective patient or someone that was interested in learning more. So okay. um, for those that are interested in learning more can either visit our website, which is breastmicroseed.com, or contact us at 844 844- BMS, like breast micro seed info, I N F O, and that number is 844 267 4636. Excellent. Well, and, and we that's are the same so. same number that someone could call oh. if they wanted to uh, inquire about getting the treatment as well. Okay, excellent. Well, you guys, thank you so much for your time today on our show. We are out of time. Um, We do want to thank you so much. And we'd like to ask our listeners, if you are enjoying this program and you're learning anything from it, we would love to encourage you to make a year-end donation to us um, for Breast Friends because that's how we keep this show on the air. And you can do that through breastfriends.org and click on the big blue donate button. <laughs> so, um, But we'd really love to have your support so we can keep this radio show going. And um, so one last minute, you have one last 20-second thing you want to say to us. I would love to say that this year for the first time when I had my annual mammogram, I had such peace of mind. Um, I was all excited about breast microseed treatment, so the entire time that I was standing there being squished, I was talking to the technician <laughs> about it. But then I walked away feeling like, you know what, if, if, even if they find anything, number one, I know that it'll be early stage because I do all my regular screening, but I have no qualms with going and having breast micro treatment because I know that I will be able to make it, you know, breast cancer will be just a minor blip on my life yep. radar. And awesome. I, I love That's that. what we always hope it should be. So and thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> yeah. thank Thanks, you, everyone, for joining thank us. Thank and you. we will be, we'll be back next week. Until then, remember, there is always hope, and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.